What is going on, everybody? We are back with episode 12 of Red Hot Takes. I am your host, Tyler Jacobs-Meyer. Uh, sitting with me today is Jared North. Unfortunately, uh, Chase was unable to be with us today. Uh, we are going to try and get that three-man squad in as much as possible. We really thought last week's episode was the best when we had all three of us. A lot of good banter. So uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go give a quick listen before the NFL season starts. Uh, but speaking of that, North, how excited are we are for the fucking week? This is It's finally here. We're finally here. What do you got to say? I just can't wait to sit on a couch for the next, give or take, 48 hours starting on Friday about 5 o'clock. I'll watch some piss poor Kansas versus Coastal Carolina mm-hmm. on Friday night, get my weekend going. Then hop right into it at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Get ready for Sunday. It's going to be a hell of a weekend, I think. Yeah, you know, this past weekend, uh, Saturday was great. Really enjoyed finally having football back. But when I woke up Sunday morning, it was just like, fuck, I really wish NFL was here. Like, I woke up at like 11, and it just felt like I should be able to turn on my TV and hear Scott Hansen's sweet, sexy fucking voice just tell me football is here with seven hours of commercial-free football, and I might nut on the fucking TV remote while I'm sitting there. It feels so good. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so good to be back. The it's one, so good to be back. You got fans in the stands. I mean, I had North Carolina last week. Got, kind of got suckered into that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And then I get a video sent to me about Inner Sandman, and I'm just like, fuck. Oh, that was oh, – la- it felt so good. The crowd being back, it, we're finally here. Yeah, uh, I completely, completely forgot how how much of an impact fans make, and it was so great to see them back in the stands. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that just is going to lead to an incredible year this year with uh, yeah. great games every weekend. Fans are back, so you can't go as chalk as as we did the year as as we did last year with COVID. Yeah, so that's something I look forward to this year, uh, being something better and more entertaining, yeah. more upsets. Especially in college football, you can guarantee I will be taking a lot of home dogs. Like, give me the points at home right now. Teams are not used to the crowd; they're not used to sixty to eighty thousand people. A lot of freshmen that are sophomores now played last year and had a whole year of no crowds or very limited crowds, so they're not used to that noise. Uh, they will get used to it as the season goes on, but especially early in the year, I'm taking the home dogs, getting points. That's a good uh, September trend, trend right? I think. There. That's what I'm saying. Um, let's get right into it. We got a fucking packed day. We got to go through the AFC and NFC South. Literally just going to spit right through it like five, ten minutes tops. Uh, those divisions kind of suck. And then we're going to get into our college football picks for the weekend. I do have Chase's picks with me today. I will be sharing those. Uh, we're going to keep our record over the entire season, and it will be posted on the YouTube. We'll, so. we'll keep it till it gets either too ugly, right? Oh, yeah. It's staying forever. If I go 13 and 48, you know what that means? Just fade the fuck out of me, and you're still making money. So whatever I can do <laughs> for the people. a lot of money. Yeah, so whatever I can do for the people to make them money, I'll do. If that means win a lot, I'll, I will. If that means lose a lot, I'll do that as well. I'm a fucking sacrificial lamb if I need to be. One of the three will be losing, and one of the three will be winning. Exactly, exactly. All all right, let's get right into it. Um, let's start in the NFC South. Uh, like I said, just going to spit right through these teams. Falcons, they're not doing anything this year. I got them going 5-12. and 12. Uh, I mean, they drafted Kyle Pitts, but, you know, they lost Julio. Uh, they have their running back. I think his name's like Mike Davis or whatever. But point of the fact is, like, their defense sucks. Uh, they got a new coach, and they're, just, they're not good enough to win a lot of football games this year. 5-12. Uh, and 12. Uh, maybe at, seven wins tops, but I don't even see him getting to that. Not at all. That that team plays – they don't play any defense. I think the team total over for a lot of teams will be great. Obviously not this weekend when they play mm-hmm. the Eagles, but in the future when they play good offenses, the over will be there. Um, they don't play very good defense. I think Matt Ryan is too old now to, to win a game or two for you, which is what he did for the Falcons the last couple of years. He's not going to do that for you this year. Um, I'm really looking at a really bad year for the, uh, those guys down south. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, they just got a, they got a brutal fucking schedule this year now that I'm looking at it right now. I mean, you know, they already got to play, like, the Saints and the Bucks two times each this year. Then they got to play 
the Washington football team. They got to play at Dallas. They got to play the Patriots at home. They got to play the Bills. Like they got a really tough schedule, and they're just—they're not a very good football team. I got them winning week one, but after that, I don't. I mean, they're beating all the bad teams in the NFL on my and my predictions. You know, just the Eagles and like the Jets, but they're not really winning against anybody with any talent. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough uh, spot for a new coach too. I I don't mm-hmm. know if I, if you could have paid me to accept that offer. Yeah, I mean, I, so I think it's the same guy from last year. I would have to double check for sure, but it's the interim from last year. I'm like ninety nine point nine percent positive. Uh, I mean, he he made the defense look better at the end of the year. But, you know, that that's just kind of like a new coach, a fresh philosophy. It'll be interesting to see after the whole offseason, you know, how much like how well the guys really respond. Mm-hmm. And especially when they're struggling in the middle of this year, how well they really respond. Uh, but like I said, we're spitting right through this yeah. Carolina Panthers. Oh. Uh, same record, 5-12. and 12. Uh, You know, they got Sam Darnold, but I don't think that's going to fix too many of their problems. I don't believe in Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, I, I, I have already on this podcast talked so much shit about Luke Wilson. But I actually am starting to kind of like, or sorry, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Uh, I'm actually starting to like Zach Wilson a little bit, you know, watching these throws. I was a little bit concerned about his decision making, but his arm is fucking unreal. That dude zips the ball. So uh, I, I really like the Jets week one plus five and a half. I'm just going to give a little preview of my first bet. Um, but the Panthers going back to them. They don't got much. I mean, McCaffrey's going to be healthy again this year, which should probably until, help until them he gets win. hurt again. Yeah, I, I think he has a very good chance of getting hurt again this year for overusage, and mm-hmm. the team's not that great. The lines aren't isn't that great. I I don't know how much they should really think about playing him. Yeah, I mean, you got to play your best player. They don't really have any choice. Like you got to win ball games, but uh, yeah, I just don't see too much going on with Carolina. Like uh, the Falcons, they they probably have a little bit more potential than the Falcons. I think they could actually surprisingly be better than I'm predicting. Um, and actually catch like eight or nine wins, mm-hmm. but I just don't see it. I don't think they're going to have the talent, and I, I don't think Sam Darnold's going to be able to win them uh, close ball games. Uh, moving on, the Saints, I uh, got them kind of going surprising. A lot of people don't believe in Jameis. I've believed in Jameis since fucking day one he went to New Orleans. I thought he was going to completely turn around his career down there, talk about flipping complete offenses from Bruce Arians, where you throw play action and deep every play to Sean Payton where you throw crossing routes and screens and shit like that. So it really limits his mistake and like how, how many chances he has to make mistakes. Uh, but he ha- does have that ability to throw great deep ball. So whenever it is open, he's going to be able to hit it. Uh, I love the Saints this year, 11-6. and six. I got him making the playoffs as the sixth seed. Uh, I'm big on the Saints this year. I think they're better with him than they are with Drew Brees. I like if they would have played him last year, I think they may have beaten the Buccaneers in that playoff game. And I'm not kidding. Like, I, I think a lot of teams. Drew Brees was so bad last year. I think a lot of quarterbacks would have made the Saints better last year, though. Drew Brees was on his last leg. I mean, it's like, oh, God. Like, I don't even understand how you could allow it. Like, I get, you know, he's he's your 20-year quarterback or whatever. But, like, if Tom looked that bad for New England, I would want him out so fast. Like, you, mm-hmm. he just didn't have it. Like, the dude would throw a five-yard screen and shake his fucking shoulder out like he just blew it out on a 90-mile-hour like yeah. fastball. Like he just threw it for, uh, 45 yards. Like him and yards. Cam Newton, they look the exact same way. Like, um, they just can't throw it anymore. The big thing the big thing for the Saints, I think, will be their wide receiving core to help uh, Jameis out. Um, I don't know where they're going to be. I don't know if mm-hmm. Michael Thomas is going to come back miraculously at some point in this well, year. Well, he's and, back week seven. Yeah, he's on the PUP right now, so he'll be back week it, seven. If he comes back, I think that helps Jameis. But until then – there's going to be a lot of underneath routes, like you said, a lot of screens. Mm. I think they're going to keep him kind of under wraps. Um, I think Jameis has learned from being in Tampa Bay. I think he understands the importance of protecting the ball and also being making the correct 
post game, pre game yeah. interviews. He's been great so far this year. Yeah, I think he, there's a level of maturity to him this year that I'm excited to see him in the starting role again. You still mm-hmm. have Taysom Hill, who they're going to use it like a gadget. He'll be great in the red zone. He'll be great in third and shorts. Um, I look forward to seeing what the Saints can do this year. I'm not sure how good they're going to be, but I think they'll be able to be right around that 500, maybe a game or two over 500. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think with that division being pretty weak this year, they'll be able to catch four or five wins. I think they'll sweep both the Panthers and the Falcons. Uh, but anyways, moving on to the best team in the NFC South. Really the only reason I wanted to talk about this division. They're the best team in the NFC this season. I got them going 15-2, and two, and I swear to fucking God they might go 17-0. and 0. Uh, Brady, I mean, they went 12 and five or 12 and 12 and four last year. Sorry. I'm getting these mixed up now with the schedule with the the new games. Yeah. But they went 12 and four last year. And that was, I mean, if you look past like week eight or whatever, when they finally started to click, uh, they really became like a special team. And I think with the whole off season, they didn't have any OTAs last year. They didn't have any off season last year. Gronk has a whole season to get more in football shape. Antonio Brown's getting more in football shape. And apparently Antonio Brown's going absolutely berserk in, uh, training camp or whatever he's been like the number one wide receiver according to everybody uh so i'm very happy i have him on my fantasy team this year but like i i think they actually do kind of have a chance at going 17 and 0 this team is stacked from top to bottom they've only made better uh draft picks that draft pick joe tyrone from uh, washington at linebacker is unreal he looked unbelievable in preseason Uh, i'm all over him again this year and like i kind of at this point i expect him to win the nfc again for me with the Bucks, it's it's the same thing as when we talked about the Chiefs last week. I, I think really for them, let's start talking about them in week 16, week 17, make sure they're mm-hmm. still healthy, yeah. and then we'll see what they can do in the playoffs. Um, can't ca- count Tom Brady out in any game, mm-hmm. anytime, anywhere. I, I've learned that personally firsthand by either losing money on him or maybe catching a win that I didn't think I was going to win. Yeah. Um, so I'll stay away from touching the Bucks probably until week 16 or 17, see if they're healthy, and then we'll start talking about maybe a Super Bowl run from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I I think that's probably pretty smart. Just don't even worry about them until like week 14. Uh, but I kind of like their overs this year, team total-wise, not mm-hmm. game total-wise, because their defense is really good. But I'm going to be all over the Bucks, uh team totals for the most part this year. Uh, moving over to the NFC South, uh, this division sucks. Is um, this the worst division in football this year? Um maybe i don't know man i think the nfc north it might it like the vikings could save it because the vikings might be a lot better than i predicted um but if the vikings are bad the bears aren't going to be any good and the detroit Lions are gonna be the worst team in football probably so yeah uh, it's a, I, it's I'm a tie on, i'm on the fence right now between the two I yeah because I, I think the titans and the colts are both pretty good teams but they have some very serious flaws in them they're, um, they're both ceiling teams they're, yeah they're, we'll, they're ceiling teams we'll get but. to it uh let's just run texans uh i got them going one and 16 i think i have them winning week one against jacksonville i do and then losing 16 games straight i'm pretty sure jacksonville did that last year where they won week one and then lost 15 weeks straight uh i could see something very similar happen they don't have anybody they literally signed 40 players this offseason so they have an entirely new roster uh, it's a lot of old guys that are like second string guys that they're going to end up trading around the trade deadline to teams that actually care about winning this season and they're going to try and get draft picks which is i mean you can do that and it's fine but it's not going to correlate to any wins on the football field they're not going to have any sort of like continuity on the football field this year um tyrod taylor already not good when he played with like the chargers and shit like that where he was on a much better roster. So I'm not predicting anything good out of him uh, this season with a, just an awful roster around him. 
Yep. So now to talk about Jacksonville, because I'm not even going to spend time <laughs> okay. with Houston. Let's, let's, go to, let's go to Jacksonville. I like it. And uh, talk about Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. I think yeah. that this little combo this year is going to be really interesting for me to see where they're going to work out together. Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be great, but you know rookies have trouble in their first year. Mm-hmm. Um, Urban Meyer, first-year coach in the NFL, he's going to have growing pains too. How are they going to pair together? That's that's what's going to be interesting because I already feel that Urban Meyer is feeling pressure right now. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's going to go very well. Uh, I already think Urban doesn't really like being in the NFL. I think he's realized that he's not an NFL coach. Uh, I, don't really under, I never really understood the hire. Uh, Urban might be the most college-seeming coach I've ever seen in my entire life, um, and that just does not work in the NFL. You just you can't motivate guys the same way you do in college, and it's also going to be interesting now because with the NIL, like kids are going to start getting paid in college. So how well is that like hard work attitude? I mean, it's going to work for the guys that aren't getting ma- making anything, but your quarterback that's making seven figures, like Bryce Young, is that is that same motivation still going to work the same way that it used to in college? Uh, I don't think it is. And I, it definitely doesn't work in the NFL on Jacksonville. Uh, I got him going four and thirteen. Travis Etienne getting hurt does not help. Does not I think help he was going to be a massive safety blanket for Trevor Lawrence, make him feel really comfortable in the backfield. Now he doesn't have that all year, uh, and they just they're they're outmatched in most of their games, coaching wise and talent wise, and that's mm-hmm. not it's just not going to lead, especially with the rookie quarterback. You're not winning many football with games the, with, with the that. rookie co- quarterback too. You got to have a good defense, and and Jacksonville does not have a good defense, so there's yeah. another issue they have. Um, I don't see them winning more than four or five games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, I actually have Tennessee and the Colts. I'm just going to do them both at the same time because they have the same record for me. Uh, I have them going eight and nine both. However, uh, the Colts do win the division. Uh, I'm not 100% sure exactly how that tiebreaker was determined. Um, but you have both teams going eight and nine. Eight, eight and nine. nine, yeah. I have the winner of the division going eight and nine in this division this year. So this is definitely the worst division in football. Yes, I think so. Yes, just because, I mean, but, uh, I mean, the Titans could surprise me, but their defense is so fucking bad this year. Like, they might score 50 points on offense, but they might let up 65 on defense. Like, they don't have anyone on defense this year. They could not create any QB pressure last year. They didn't really address the defensive line at all. Uh, I just, I don't see... Too much coming good. I mean, they they might their offense is going to win them ball games, but mm-hmm. uh, how many games is their defense going to really lose them? Because like they have to play, uh, they got to play the NFC West, so they got to play the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Forty ers You better have a good defense if you're going to play those football teams because they all have. I mean, the Rams and the Forty uh, ers both have great defenses and great offenses, so that's not going to go well for them. Mm-hmm. They got to play the Bills. They got to play the Patriots. They got to play the Saints. They got to play the Dolphins. You're playing a lot of teams with very good defenses, so it it's just going to be pretty hard for them this year. Yeah, the the Titans for me are always interesting because when you have Derrick Henry, you can control the football, you can control the time of possession, which mm-hmm. can cover up your defense to a point. Yeah, um, but that's asking a lot out of one person going on when what now is third or fourth year of having to yeah, kind and of like, I don't want to load like this. I don't want to bring anything on anybody, but you're talking about like do for an injury. That motherfucker mm-hmm. has been. Banging hey, I, heads I, and stiff arming him in my fantasy team. Chill on that. Yeah, exactly. But like, I mean, he he's had so much wear and tear over the last two three years. Like, he's such a beast that like you never see how he could get injured. It's kind of like a LeBron James thing. Like, how is this animal about to get fuck it? Like, he's so strong that like it just looks impossible for him to get injured. But you know, it just takes one weird tackle, one slip on the turf, and all of a sudden he goes down for the year, and then they lose 
the most important piece of that mm-hmm. entire. Because if they can't do play action, then Ryan Tannehill's not as good. Then yeah. the offense isn't as good. So uh, Derrick Henry's really that whole team right and, now. And I think the other thing to talk about with the Titans too is I think Vrabel's going to start feeling a little bit of pressure towards the second half of the season to to not only get the Titans into the playoffs but to win a game. Yeah, they, they've been getting there, but they haven't been winning a game. Mm-hmm. Well, they won that game against the Ravens two years ago, right? Yeah, yep. they mm-hmm. whenever they like the Ravens were like the number one seed, but then yeah, they lost last year the Ravens at home. So I do think they got to take that next step where they're. I mean, they made the uh, AFC championship game two years ago, but you, I mean, that's but the, that's going to start getting pretty old if they just keep making the divisional round. I mean, making the playoffs well, is awesome and it's great, but you got to take that next step at some well, point. Well, the the rest of the contenders all all took a step forward with the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Browns, and the Bills. Yeah, I so yeah, that's very true. They didn't take a step forward, so that that's where I think the hot seat might be. Mm. Um, lastly, the the Colts. Um, we'll see how they're going to be this year. I think a lot of it weighs on uh, if Carson Wentz is going to be healthy. Um, his foot in, foot injury scares me. Anytime you have a foot injury, you don't know. It could, mm-hmm. it could be one time an offensive or defensive lineman, offensive lineman just falls on your leg, and then you're out for six weeks. Um, their offensive line is good, not not as good as it once was. I'm just interested to see where they're going to win games at because mm-hmm. I think they're going to struggle in the early part of the season getting Wentz back, playing more his role than mm-hmm. what he was trying to do up in Philadelphia, which is basically be Superman. Yeah, um, th- when I made this, um, when I made my picks for this, uh, Carson Wentz was still hurt with that foot injury. I want that known. Uh, I probably would have had them going 10 or 11 wins because I actually do kind of believe in Carson Wentz with Frank Reich. And also, I mean, Phillip Rivers last year was able to look pretty decent in that offense, and he really had nothing left. So I think that he's really set up for a good situation here. So if he can stay healthy, um, that 8-9 and nine, I think definitely switches to 10 or 11 wins, and they definitely win the division. But like you said, foot injuries, they linger. And Carson Wentz especially, just ever since he had that MVP season and tore his ACL, just has not been able to get healthy one time ever again. Um, But that's it for NFL. Uh, Right here in the video podcast, I will post uh, my playoff predictions, just like standings. So if you want to check that out, I'll just post it in there real fast. Uh, I'll run through them real fast. I got Bucks one seed, uh, 49ers two seed, Green Bay, three seed. Washington, four seed. L.A. Rams, five seed. Uh, Saints, six seed. Seattle, seven seed. And then the AFC, I got Ravens, one seed. Chiefs, two seed. Bills, three seed. Colts, four seed. Patriots, five seed. Browns, six seed. And uh, the Chargers, seven seed. Uh, so that is my predicted playoffs. Uh, of course, at the end of the year, I'll, hopefully I'm pretty pretty correct on that. I do feel pretty positive about it. I think I'll hit at least 70% of those playoff teams, hopefully 85 is, or more. Is that, is that the bar, 70%? I think 70% is definitely the bar. That's passing, you know, that's that's a passing grade. So. Are, you, are you talking about in the correct place or that they made the playoffs? That they made the playoffs. That's 14, so I don't know what 70%. That's pretty bad. I can't do the math on 70%. So like 10% like, of the that's teams. Like, that's like 10 teams, 9 yeah. teams, somewhere around there. So we'll set the over-under on 9.5. Got to get 9.5 of the 14 I predicted, and I would consider that successful. Uh, anything over eleven and a half, I'm elite. I think there, I think there's a eight or nine givens though. So I think we shut this line like ten and a half. Okay, all right. Well, what are the givens? The Chiefs, the Bills, the the, the Ravens, Bucks, the Browns, the Ravens, the Packers. I don't think the Browns are a given. I mean, I, I, I think, think the, the Steelers I, could like come in and steal. I mean, like you never know. Uh, well, ten and a half, fine. We'll set it at ten yeah, and a half. Ten and a half works. All right, let's move on. College football. Um, 
we got a, or at least I have a fucking ridiculously full card this weekend. Uh, I'm so excited that like it's back to back days that like I just went bonkers and took like everything on the card. Um, and I will be taking it all. You know, I know at the beginning when we first started this podcast, I was not placing bets like those division futures. Uh, these are all placed. Uh, if you really want me to post fucking like we, pictures, we, we, we I will be, post screenshots if like that's actually needed. We will be at Argosy Casino on yes. Saturday morning. Yes, so if anyone wants to join, we will be at Argosy or one of those casinos on Saturday or Definitely Sunday Argosy. morning. We're not we're not going to Casino Queen. Argosy is where we're maybe where we we'll go to be. Fairmount. They, we, got, we that little, go they got that little bar and shit with the, we, with we the couches. We can go there too. Uh, all right, so like, let's just start. Um, I'm going to give Chase's three NCAA picks this weekend. Uh, he kind of kept it simple. I didn't even really look at any of these games, so I honestly don't know who any of these teams play. Uh, but he has Liberty minus four, Rutgers minus two and a half, and Illinois plus ten. Rutgers plays Syracuse uh, on the road, mm-hmm. two and a half, and then um, Illinois plays Virginia at 10 a.m., where at, at Virginia. All right, I hate that bet. I, I, I think it's when I saw his slate. That was the one I wanted to like send in the group chat. Like I don't. Know I don't about like that. The, one. I, like I didn't even know who already, they played, but like I already don't really like Illinois. I've already had action on Illinois the first two weeks, and it went well the first week. I hit, hit the money line, and then last week I tried to double that down with Utah uh, when they played UTSA, mm-hmm. and that was probably the most miserable game of my Saturday. That line was like so out there of just like they want you to take Illinois so fucking bad after last weekend. Like it was such a trap. It was disgusting. And there's a few of those this weekend that I'm, I'm knowingly stepping into. It's like, there's a bear trap. It says, here's a bear trap and I'm putting my whole fucking face in, but uh, let's just get right to it. Let's get down to our picks. Uh, I'm just going to rattle them off. I think that's probably the best way to do this. Yeah. Let's go with that. I'll give my reasoning for each one of my picks. Um, But if you want to interject before I give out my next one, you can, um, Ohio State, Oregon, over 64, minus 105. Uh, you know, Ohio State's offense really started to click in the second half last weekend. They're absolutely unbelievable. Wide receivers are great. Running backs great. I think C.J. Shroud really kind of found himself, and he's going to be at home this week instead of on the road. So I think he'll be a lot more comfortable. Uh, Oregon's defense gave up 24 points to Fresno State, who isn't a bad team necessarily, but they're also not nearly as good as Ohio State. So I would expect Ohio State to score like at least 40. And then Ohio State's defense isn't any good either. So I think I think Oregon's going to put up at least 25 to 30. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe over 64. I think I, I would take over 71, I think. Well, the, the spread's 14 and a half, which automatically tells you points. Yeah. I, I think when you look at the 14 and a half, you're thinking points. Um, for a couple reasons, I think the first one is, um, like you said, Ohio State's offense is going to be great at home. I thought C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. threw that interception last week at Minnesota, and that was when I wanted to see if he was going to step forward and be the next Ohio State quarterback or if they were going to be struggling this year. He passed it with flying colors. I think mm-hmm. he threw two touchdowns the next two drives. So I think they're going to score a lot of points this weekend. I'd be, I would be shocked if they didn't score more than 35. Yeah. And then I'm – if. Oregon twenty one I mean, to twenty eight, and you saw Ohio State's defense last weekend against Minnesota. They weren't any good at all. They're terrible, actually. Like Min- their secondary is so bad. Well, it's not just that their run their run defense was terrible last week. Yeah, they e- don't e- have the D line that until they have. if Minnesota's running back didn't Ibrahim did not get hurt before he start before the third or he got hurt in the third quarter. If he mm-hmm. didn't get hurt in the third quarter, they wouldn't have covered this spread. And I would almost say that there could have been an upset. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Uh, so my next pick, I uh, got Tennessee versus Pitt under fifty six and a half. Um, I didn't. I watched Tennessee last weekend. Uh, they won their game like thirty eight to six against Bowling Green, and holy shit, did they look bad! Uh, I don't expect them to be able to move the football at all against any sort of a real defense. 
Pitt, kind of similar. They run the ball a lot. Uh, I mean, they looked, they scored a shit ton of points last weekend, but they also played someone terrible. So I think this is kind of one of those scenarios where both offenses uh, looked decent against FCS schools, but like this week, like it could be like 17 14, like 17 10. Like these offenses are not nearly as good as what points they put up last weekend. Well, what Tennessee will want to do eventually because their their coach came from Mizzou, he's a passing guy, he's going to want to throw the ball in the air, but they don't have that type of team just yet to be able to uh, pass the ball 40, 50 times a game. Um, I really like that pick. I think the clock is going to just be continuously moving, and really the first team to score 21 I think will win that game. Yeah. Um, next one, Notre Dame minus seven first half. I bought a point and a half, so it's minus 160 uh, versus Toledo. I'm all over first this. Half. First half. Uh, Notre Dame first wait. half minus seven versus Toledo. Brian Kelly wanted to execute his whole team last weekend. They're going to come out with their fucking heads on fire. Offense is going to want to click. Kyron Williams is going to want to play better. He played terrible last weekend. The they quit, they quit line, running the ball to him. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line is going to want to play better. So I really like that Notre Dame. I would consider that probably my lock of the week in college football this weekend. Uh, it is minus 160. I'll drink the juice. I don't care. Give me all the juice in the world. I'll drink it if it's that big of a lock. Uh, what do you think? That was my first pick of the week, so I just got to get a second here to, to take it in. I'm not buying the point. I'm taking it at, at – did you get it at minus 10? Is that – was I, it minus I'm, – I'm getting minus 10 first half is what I got did from, it move from my book. from yesterday? Um, odds at minus 105, so I'm not drinking the juice. And I think this game will be in the 28-3, to 28-10 to 10 range at half. I think Notre Dame's going to come out fast. I think they're mm-hmm. going to fly around. They've already won a very big game on the road in a, a very hostile – environment mm. they were out they jumped out to a quick lead in that game let florida state back in the game i think this week is going to be a little different toledo's stats are inflated right now because they played norfolk state and fcs school i don't think they're as good as what their stats say i think they're gonna give up a ton of yardage on the ground and then i think jack cone's gonna hit them through the air for a couple big deep balls and really break their back in the first half mm. i think this is more like a 28 to 10 Halftime score would be yeah. my guess. Yeah, so uh, I just double-checked. The first half minus 7 uh, has moved to minus 170. I'm still taking it. I don't care. Give me it all. I'll just take go, it. Go ahead minus. and take the minus 10. Yeah, No, like I'll give me the one touchdown. Give me Once they score that first opening drive one and a half minutes into the game, I'm already tied. Like That's all I want. I'll take the juice. Give it to me. Um, moving on, Buffalo plus 14, minus 115 uh, against Nebraska. And I'm also sprinkling a little bit, probably a half unit on the money line, plus 400 versus Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska shouldn't be favored, minus 14 against anybody. Uh, they looked okay last weekend. I think they played some awful, awful BCS school last weekend, and they put up a whole bunch of points because they had to. But uh, Buffalo is actually a pretty competent school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're favored in their uh, league to win or I think to finish like second and, or third. Well, and th- let's talk about the Mac for a second. The yeah. Mac is a good football conference. Yeah, the Mac, like they're, they, they got talent. And they, like, they are a very talented conference who wants to make a name for themselves. I really, that's, I'll give it to you. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, I, I really like it this weekend. Um, I think this could be the end of the Scott Frost era somehow already if they lose to Buffalo. Uh, I definitely think you could find a way where he is immediately on the hot seat to where if they lose the week after, like they could definitely probably be out. He could probably be out of a job pretty quickly. Uh, moving on, uh, I'm taking Georgia minus 24, minus 120 versus UAB. Kind of similar with Notre Dame. Uh, Georgia's defense played fantastic last weekend. 
Uh, they're probably not going to let up more than 10 points to UAB, if I had to guess. I also think they'll probably get at least one or two defensive scores. And then the offense is really going to want to come out and play well. They played so bad last weekend against Clemson. Uh, they're going to want to put up some points. I'm looking at like a 44-10 to 10 win, somewhere around that range. I think Georgia's going to probably pretty comfortably put them away. Catch a special teams touchdown, maybe. Definitely catch a defensive touchdown. So I think they got a lot of opportunities for points, not just on offense, because their defense is so talented. They're going to cause a lot of turnovers. This UAB team, too, also, I believe their football team got canceled, or their football program got canceled two or three years ago. Three or four years ago, yeah. And now they're still in the rebuilding point of that. I don't think they're in any way ready to play Mm -hmm. a team like Georgia, who has their sights set on the national championship. I think they're going to come out and do what they're supposed to do. I almost like them a a whole lot more in a first half situation if they were to give Mm -hmm. that around like a two touchdown. Yeah. And even a field goal, I think that game will be put away quick. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you give out a pick? Because I have like the whole board, so I don't want to take all your picks if I am. So uh, you give out one real fast. Oh, you're good. I'm going to, I'm just going to go through my five. I'm going to, my my thing this year is I'm going to take five NCAA picks a week. I'm going to take five NFL picks a week, and that'll be my 10 for the week. Yeah. I can't control myself like that. I think I have a 19 play card. So um, get going because I'm going to try and speed through this. We're already hitting close to our record time, and we haven't even gotten to the NFL weekend. All right, so I have Iowa State at home, uh, minus four and a half against Iowa. The only reason I have this is this is just one of those games where, in my in my mind, when I looked at this game, I go, oh, this has got to be Iowa minus four and a half. Plus this is four, I- or Iowa plus four, you mean? No, this has got to be Iowa. Minus, I think Iowa should be favored in this oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, which is exactly yeah. why I'm taking Iowa State in this game. This is one of those games where you just toss all the stats, how they played the week prior, out the window. Um, Iowa State's at home. The place is going to be bumping. They've lost the last five in this rivalry game. I think this is the year they get them. They have a very veteran team. They have ne- the veteran. These these group of seniors have never beat Iowa. I think they're going to come out play fast again. Vegas must know something. Don't give me minus four and a half and expect me to take the points. I'm going to go. I'm going to f- fade myself here. Iowa State minus four and a half is my pick. Yeah. All right. So uh, we texted about this a little bit today. I I just talked about it a couple minutes ago. I know what Vegas is doing in here. I know they are begging me to take Iowa plus four, and I'm still going to fucking do it because I can't, with my own two eyes, watch what happened last weekend and convince myself that I like. I think Iowa State could win the game, but I still see rivalry games. They always end by field goals. So you're going to give me the plus four. That's shocking. I, I'm talking about it, and like I, I almost want to flip my pick. Um, I might have to... Shit, this this to uh, me it just it seems like Iowa State minus four and a half. After you go through all the reasonings, it's just Iowa State minus four and a half. What does Vegas know that we don't know? I know I'm all like, over Iowa too. Like, it's a rivalry game. Rivalry games are usually within three points, so like this should be at most like a minus three line. The fact it's over three means everyone's going to be taking Iowa. Uh, Iowa, like they're they're the mon- the public money has to be all over Iowa. Just, I'm taking Iowa State. Flip my pick. I'm taking Iowa State. Yep, that, right. that's right. Because I think the sharps are all over minus four and a half. And what do we call ourselves? Sharps. We're sharps. And you know, I I I I've talked about it all day. I said I wasn't going to flip my pick, but I'm talking myself into it. I'm taking Iowa State minus four and a half. That's really going to fucking suck if Iowa ends up killing them, which is probably going to end up happening now. <laughs> so my other my other big, uh, I would I call Iowa State an upset, even though they're favored. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other upset pick of the weekend is well, they're also a higher ranked seed, so that's just completely false they're like seventh or eighth in the country they're ninth it's 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 a 10-9 matchup oh iowa moved up to 10 now yeah but it's a a 10-9 matchup Mm -hmm. but 
I have Arkansas beating Texas at home this weekend, Ooh. plus two twenty five on the money line. Um, for me, this is all about Arkansas being at home. That's really where I took this pick from. Fans are back in the stands. I think it's going to take a little bit for players to get used to it. I think Arkansas has a little chip on their shoulder. They haven't had a great year. Barry Odom's looking for that game to really get them propelling mm-hmm. in the right direction, the SEC West, because you know there's really no easy games in the SEC West. So I, I, th- I think this is a game um, where I really like the money line. I'm going to go for half a unit on this. Nothing crazy, but I really like uh, the possibility of seeing an upset here. Yeah, um, I you know I was staring at that game all week. I didn't end up putting it on my card, but I can guarantee you that if I am up units on Saturday afternoon, I will be riding that pick with you. Um, again, not on my card, but you know Texas. Everyone just every year it feels like they win week one and then they come out after that and they look so fucking bad. So like, you could definitely see them coming out into Arkansas and just completely dropping a fucking ball and scoring like 14 points well, and, and, and just getting their ass beat. And I know Louisiana Lafayette was ranked last week, but I still think that Arkansas at home is a better team than Louisiana Lafayette oh, on the 100%. road. Uh, I mean, Louisiana Lafayette, they had some magic last year. They beat Iowa State week one. I had the money line last year in that. Uh, so it really did not seem like they were going to win against another Power 5 ranked school again this year week one. Uh, they definitely still got some talent. But they struggle to score the football a little bit. Arkansas's defense is pretty good. Barry Odom, defensive like minded coach. Uh, so I kind of like I kind of like Arkansas this weekend. Um, but anyways, uh, Purdue, my pick. Purdue over forty four and a half team total versus UConn. Um, UConn led up thirty eight to an FCS school last weekend. And forty five to Fresno the week and, before. And forty five to Fresno the week before. Um, I didn't even know that, but. That I'm not even going to bring too much up about it else. Purdue over 44.5 team total, minus 105. Uh, I love that pick. Um, my next one, Colorado State minus 7, uh, minus 110 versus Vandy. Uh, give me that high altitude plus Vandy. Again, also just lost to an FCS school. So give me Colorado State in the altitude with uh, minus 7. And then Oregon State minus 11, minus 110 versus Hawaii. I'll bet against Hawaii anytime they leave Hawaii because, like, it's just, especially, I mean, you're going from Hawaii to Oregon. Like, that is so fucking far. And talk about, like, complete opposite climate. So give me Oregon State, who I think is actually a pretty decent football team. Hawaii is a terrible defense. So give me, give me Oregon State. No, no, no Hawaii magic this year. No. I'll, I'll take Hawaii when they're at home. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll bet on Hawaii when they're home and I'll fade them when they're on the road. It's yep. just, that's, they, like, that's, you, you got so much travel, and like the team that comes there has to travel, so that's why you bet on Hawaii. So like, uh, I'll take Hawaii or Oregon State minus eleven all day. Yep. So the last two picks that I have for the college football slate will be um, Kentucky minus five at home against Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pain, I was pains me to say it. I, I went to Mizzou. Family's from Kentucky, so we'll see how it goes. That you know, little little push and pull here with that. I think it's a battle between two teams that are trying to actually earn respect in the SEC East. Yeah, um, they're battling for that second or third. Um, spot. I don't think that they can take Georgia, but I think they could upset either Georgia or Florida, either one of them. Um, Mizzou did not look good last week. I was no. very disappointed with how they looked. Against Central Michigan, it was a better team than what people think about, though. The, the MAC is a better conference. Than- Central Michigan is a good football team. They've gone 4-4 four and four in the last eight years, I guess now 4-5 and five in the last nine. Week one against Power 5 teams. Uh, they beat Oklahoma State on that Hail Mary like two or three years ago mm-hmm. when they did the Hail Mary and tossed it backwards. Like they have upset teams. I loved I like I mean I love Mizzou, but I love Central Michigan plus fourteen this past mm-hmm. weekend. I lied bet Mizzou when they were minus two and a half and it ended up hitting. But like Central Michigan, I thought they were getting completely hated on and Mizzou 
while I think they do, they, they, they're very inconsistent in how they play, and they have so many young guys on the team that it's going to stay like that. I kind of like this weekend. I think they'll be a little bit more zoned in. Uh, guys really seem to like not have their minds set in on those bad games. We struggled against Wyoming two years ago. We just don't ever, I mean, even when and, Gary Pinkle was at his height, we would lose against shitty teams. We just, for some reason in Missouri, we don't travel well to the easy ball games at all like it, I, I i agree with that and the, the other thing is that kentucky looked really good this past weekend mm-hmm. um will, they played will, a shit team yeah but will leave his penn state transfer I don't, I, he's yeah. a very he's a very good quarterback yeah. stoops finally has a quarterback i don't think mizzou can match up with kentucky on the line that's where i think the game's gonna be won and lost um i think kentucky i think this line at minus five Their is offensive way line, too not low very good though i, I think, think both defensive lines are gonna dominate Kentucky has two NFL tackles, um, so I think that that's a thing there where they're going to have protection. I think they're going to start to. They struggled open up. against Louise, whoever they played last weekend on the line. They went forty-eight to fourteen and yeah, four hundred yards. They I'm aware, but good. they still struggled on the line. The, I, my thing is, like, if you watch, I, like, I don't think like they I, still created pressure. I want this game Louisiana. to be close. I want this game to be close. I do. I got Missouri plus five I, all I, over it. I have Kentucky winning this game by two touchdowns or more. That's absurd. I got Mizzou plus five all over it. Um, I completely disagree. I think the offense, uh, they were a little bit rusty last weekend, but no one played good, and they still were able to go out and beat a pretty decent team by 10 points. Uh, They really struggled in the first half to move the football at at all. Uh, If they can just get a little bit more protection this weekend, open up the field a little bit more, uh, I think Mizzou is definitely going to have a good chance. Their corners looked great last weekend against Central Michigan. Uh, they just need to be able to protect the run a little bit better. And, I mean, Central Michigan's running back was a beast. So My thing, too, though, with this is it's another game. How I kind of bet my NCAA slate this week was home team, home team, home team. I think until these players get used to fans in the stands, places being packed, places being loud, I still think that taking the points at home is just a smart play. Um, I have Kentucky minus five. My last pick of the weekend will be Michigan minus six and a half against Washington. I think this is a fool's bet. I'm going to just put it out there now. I will not be surprised when Washington wins this game straight up. I was about to say, um, I forgot to add that to my card because I was listening to a lot of stuff this morning. I will be taking Washington money line in that game. And I will be taking – I'm going to stick with Michigan. Mm-hmm. They burned me last week. I'm going to come back with them, with them this week. They look good last week. Mm-hmm. Wa- Washington didn't. I know they played a pretty good team in Montana. Montana's better. They're going to have a good FCS year this year. Um, but you can't – lose to Montana and then try to go to Ann Arbor where another place it's going to be loud. It's seven o'clock prime time. It's going to be a good game. I still think six and a half another game I think could be a two touchdown game. Yeah. Um, I just, I think it's when we were talking about, I kind of how we were talking about Iowa state with that overreaction. I just think this is a major overreaction on how bad, um, Washington is as a football team. I still think they are much more talented than Michigan. Uh, so I will be taking Washington. I, I'm going to probably sprinkle the money line, like I said, and then uh, I think I'm going to buy it up to 7.5, give me over that uh, single primary number football score right there mm-hmm. and get me over uh, that. So let's move on. Uh, NFL, we are hitting a fucking record with our podcast time today. So let's get through this. Uh, once again, I'm going to read Chase is off real fast just so we can get him out there. Uh, he has Green Bay minus 4.5. Uh, he has the Titans Cardinals over 52 Seahawks money line. And then he has the 49ers minus seven and a half. Um, I like the 49ers a lot out of that. I also like the Titans Cardinals over uh, the Seahawks money line. I think is a pretty decent bet. I don't like the green Bay one at all, uh, but let's go ahead and like our favorite games of the weekend. Uh, Thursday night football, obviously bucks Cowboys tomorrow night. 
Uh, I don't really actually have a bet on this. I do have a teaser with the Bucks. I have the Bucks minus two and a half, Rams minus one and a half teaser. Um, but other than that, this game kind of screams like I just don't really know what's going to happen. I don't know how well the Bucks are going to be able to show up after winning the Super Bowl last year. I know Brady's going to be prepared, but how well is the rest of the team going to be prepared? I still think they're going to win the game, but eight and a half is a lot for the opening night. So for opening night tomorrow, I'm going to do my famous squeeze here. I'm going to take the Buccaneers minus eight and a half, but then I'm also going to take a teaser with the Cowboys plus 14 and a half. Pair that with the 49ers minus one and a half at, uh, on the road against Detroit on Sunday. Um, the only reason for this is because I watched a teaser video this morning talking about <laughs> taking teams that are eight and a half and taking them down to two and a half is harder to do than mm-hmm. taking the the NFL team who's eight and a half on the road and take them up to two touchdowns. I'm going to go ahead and take the two touchdown route on this teaser. Yeah. Um, as much as I kept going back and forth all week, I'm pretty sure I put in multiple chats that I'm taking a teaser with the bucks minus one and a half. Now it's gone to eight and a half. I think I'm going to try to squeeze the game and see, see a nice bucks win by 10. Yeah. Uh, they definitely could end up winning by 10. Uh, nice to see that you're watching teasers for dummies before the podcast to figure out how to throw your bets. Uh, that's a good one, but uh, no, actually I was just a, uh, Making sure I understood teasers. <laughs> even better, even better. Um, let's just start running through picks. Um, and we want we need to get out of here. So uh, Rams are so Rams minus one and a half. Forty Niners minus one and a half. Teaser for myself. Uh, kind of similar how we were just talking. Uh, give me the teams over seven or give me the seven and a half point favorites. I think the Rams will beat the Buck or the Bears. Andy Dalton not it. And then Forty uh, Niners gonna be able to walk through the Detroit Lions. No problem. Uh, give me the New York Jets. I talked about it earlier. Give me the Jets plus five and a half versus Carolina. Uh, I was all against Zach Wilson. Now I'm kind of all in on Zach Wilson. So give me him. I think that offense is going to be. It's one of the five games we'll get to win this year. So Right, exactly. Um, Vikings minus three. Uh, give me that against Cincinnati. I just don't think Cincinnati still has nearly enough talent. Um, I, like I said, I don't think the Vikings are that great, but Kirk is very good against not very good teams. The Bengals don't really have that great of a defense, so I think Kirk is going to look very good week one. Dalvin Cook's going to be the freshest he has all season. Still got Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. You know, they got a lot more talent than uh, Cincinnati. Give me the Vikings minus three. Uh, Texans plus three versus Jacksonville. Give me that week one uh, rookie quarterbacks never win trend. So I'll take the Texans plus three. It's the only game I have them winning all year. Uh, Saints plus four and a half versus the Packers. Uh, give me that on Sunday night in the – or is that a Sunday night or is it uh, that's afternoon? Three, that's, yeah, it's an afternoon game. It's an afternoon game. Okay. Still, give me the week one in the – Joe Buck and Trey. The, yeah, give me the week one in the Superdome plus four and a half. Um, all over Jameis. Uh, that, that offensive line is going to struggle a little bit more this year. They lost Corey Lindsley, who was their center, best center in the NFL maybe. So I think that's going to be a real issue for uh, Green Bay in week one, especially in the loudest stadium in football. You might have a lot of problems pre-snap and even just snapping the ball in general. Um, give me the Rams minus six and a half, minus one sixty. I bought it down from seven and a half. Give me under that touch or football number. Uh, the Rams are just gonna maul them apart. I think they end up winning that game by like twenty-one. Then give me Dolphins Pats under forty-three and a half, minus one ten. Um, Brian Flores and Bill Belichick. They know each other very well. They're both big defensive guys. Mac Jones and Tua, they both probably want to keep their quarterback safe, not really go too like go too far out of you, out of it and throw. Do you like think too many Saban watches that game? One hundred percent Saban. Watch. I mean, they got like five. They got like he's, nine. He, ha, guys he has to, right? I mean, they got Jalen Waddle, Tua, 
Mac Jones, Damian Harris, um, the fucking dude from uh, Bark. I forget. Hell, he, he should get Bar- free tickets. Barrymore, Christian Barrymore, the defensive lineman for the Patriots now too, who they drafted last year as well. They drafted Bama guys back to back last year, so I mean they got like ten Bama guys in that game alone. So and he's a Miami guy. He was a Dolphins coach, so he'll definitely be watching that game. But anyways. Uh, they're not going to want to risk too much. They're not going to want to put their quarterbacks in situations to lose. It's going to be a lot of short passes, a lot of running the football, a lot of punting and just like field possession work. Uh, I definitely see that game being like a 17-14, 21-17 type game. Give me that under 43 and a half. And then Chase took it. I'll be taking it as well. Cardinals, Titans over 52. Kind of alluded to it in the very beginning when I talked about the Titans. Offense, great. Going to score a lot of points. Defense, not even close. Uh, So I think over 52 there, I'm expecting both teams to go into the 30s in that one. And then Monday night, give me the Ravens Raiders under 51. Uh, I think that's a little bit surprising. I think most people will be wanting to take that over. But I remember prime time for some reason just always seems to equate to unders. And the Ravens, you know, they lost both two of their starting running backs now. Justice Hill tore his Achilles this week. So I think they're going to be really safe with the ball. They may not be able to move the ball as well as usual. Uh, their uh, Rashad Bateman's not going to be playing yet as well. So they're going to be a little low on wide receivers. Uh, and then as far as the Raiders, um, I think the Raiders are good, but I do think that the Ravens have a good defense. So give me that under 51 minus 110 on Monday Night Football. And uh, that is my card. Uh, I believe I have. I'll count while you while you uh, give out your picks, how many card picks I have on my card this weekend. It's got to be like over. It's got to be 18 or 19, right? Oh, it's I think it's 20 at least. I'm, I want to see. I want to hear first. I'm just going to sit and wait. It is 20. I have 10 college football, 10 NFL picks. What do we think that? What, what are we predicting that record? I think 15 I, and five. I was about to say I got 14 and six. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the love on the first week. Um, so mine, like I said, with college football, I'm going to do five NFL picks a week. Uh, my first pick will be the Bucks minus eight and a half. Like I said, I'm going to try to squeeze that game on tomorrow night. I'm going to see if I can catch that sweet spot of that nine to got 14 it. point range. Hold on, hold on. You have. Let me run through this. You have Cowboys plus 14 and a half. You have Bucks minus two and a half. And you have Bucks minus eight and a half. You're all over that game. Well, I have three different teasers yes. going on in that game. And I have them straight up. Jesus. I'm going to cover myself in a different, a couple different ways. But these are not the, the picks for the pot. The hedge man's at it. No, no. The, the pod- hedge man's at it again. <laughs> the, podcast, the podcast pick is minus eight and a half okay. bucks. And I'll take the teaser to it. The podcast teaser will be plus 14 and a half bucks. Mm-hmm. With the Niners minus one and a half. Uh, plus 14 and a half Cowboys. Cowboys, yes. yes. Okay. So that'll be my teaser. And then I had the Niners against the Lions. I have the Niners minus seven and a half. I think that game gets ugly quick. I think they win by two or three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think that hopefully I should not be even having to watch that game. I hope that game isn't even on red zone. Um, then I go to Washington, and I have Washington money line against L.A. Chargers. Yep. Um, I believe in Fitzmagic. I think he plays well early in the year. Ron Rivera is a good coach. Um, I think they will get after Justin Herbert with their defensive line. I think they'll get the run game going with Gib- uh, Gibson. I think they might hit a couple deep shots. I think that game is played in the, the low 20s. I'm looking at, at probably a late game drive either way. E- either one team's up and they're going to have to hold up and play good defense for the last drive or it's going to go down and be a field goal. I'm really excited for that game. I think that might be one of the better games of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, then I uh, the Titans minus three against the Cardinals. Um a West Coast team coming on the East Coast. Very, I guess I should have said that about L.A. and Washington, too. Yeah. but And the Chargers are really bad at doing that. Like, historically, over the last, like, 10 years, they don't travel. I yeah. really – that that might be one that I end up taking, like, on Sunday afternoon. I was really questioning myself just because 
I do love the defensive line of Washington, but now, you know, LA's got all those new offensive linemen. Uh, they got the guy from Green Bay. I was just talking about Corey Lindsley at center now. Uh, they got the left tackle and the right tackle all new. So if they can kind of get it together really early, I think that that game, that, mm-hmm. that's one where, I mean, it's it's minus one for a reason. I just, I don't really have a decision yet on it. I could not make my mind up on that one. And with, with the Cardinals-Titans game, I have the Titans minus three. I, I like laying the three points there. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think – um, I don't think they will lose that game personally. I think they might win by three, but that's a push. Again, I'm not I'm not going to buy it to minus 150, uh, get it down to two and a half. I'm just going to take the three. Hopefully they win by more. Hopefully they um, get the ball running with Derrick Henry, hit a couple play actions, and, mm-hmm. and they move forward, and that's a quick game for them. Um, unfortunately for the Cardinals, I, I was high on them before the year. I still think I'll be high on them, but I think they feel a lot of pressure. I think Cliff Kingsbury feels a lot of pressure, and I think right away – um, this season they start off with a loss. Um, my final pick of the weekend is the Giants at home, plus three against the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver has a good defense. Denver has a, a nice game manager manager in Teddy Bridgewater. I think the game's going to be very close. Um, Saquon Barkley's back, though. Daniel Jones, I'm looking for him to take that next step. Um, I kind of am drinking the Joe, J- Joe Judge Kool-Aid a little bit with them. I think that they're going to be better than what people think. Mm-hmm. Um I like them plus three at home. I like taking really most NFL teams plus three at home. Yeah. So, but um, I just want you to know that the Giants have lost four straight, uh, straight up at home week one, and like Teddy Bridgewater is like the greatest road quarterback against the spread of all time. He's like twenty one and four, here's, I think, or something like that. Trends are meant to be broken. Okay, and that's a that I believe this is a five and zero card. Okay. All right. I like it. I like the confidence. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today. By far, by far our longest episode ever. We're hitting 50 minutes here today. Uh, I hope you stay in for the whole time. It was probably, I mean, with just us two, this was by far the best episode we've ever done. And pick-wise, when we go 15-5 and this week, people are going to be loving us. I'm going to say I either win more than 15 games or win less than five games. That's There's not anything in between. Oh, yeah, we're either we're either gonna, going to go 0-10, like my Saturday this last week, Yeah, or we'll catch like one or two pity games and we'll go like two and eight or we'll go like eight and two and 10 and oh and TJ will go like 15 and five and yeah. we'll be blowing up next week. Just talking our right ear oh, off. About you, how it, if you think I'm ready, if, if I go 15 and five this week, fucking watch out for next week's podcast. I'll be jumping off the goddamn walls. I'll be so ready to you'll, go. He'll have a 45 pick card and it'll be two hour long. Podcast. <laughs> exactly. It might be, it might actually be, there might be like a 3am tennis game hidden in there on like Saturday night in between college football and NFL. Well, we should have one of those this weekend with uh, Zverev and uh, Djokovic. We'll see how that Is goes. Is there too. a uh, U.S. Open match this weekend? That, that'll be the final if Djokovic wins tonight. It Will it? Mm-hmm. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, give me Zverev tomorrow. Just put it on my card. Give me Zverev. So, 21. That's, that's going to ruin it. Um, but we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Oh, my goodness.